0: Hello, hey, and how's it going, y'all? Welcome back to Mama Therapy. I am recording at home today. My husband is also home, and the toddler is off to daycare. So, we are in for an exciting day. It also will be a little different. Usually, in the summer, I do work from home two days a week. So, today I will be still doing that while also recording this podcast and spending some quality time with my husband. A little fun and funky fact, I do have two dogs with me today in our closet studio. I have a nine-year-old Pomeranian and a three-year-old Shorky who are the absolute sweetest girls. They are all about the snuggles and kisses, but they are also extremely protective. So literally a piece of paper could fall in another room of the house and they likely will just go full on ape shit. So this will be really fun um, to see how they act while we are recording today. You may get to see, or I guess I shouldn't say see, Uh, you might hear them in the background. Currently they are just laying on the bed chilling, also with our cat, so yeah, here we go. Welcome to Mama Therapy, a lifestyle podcast of random musings from a millennial mama, wife, and therapist. I'm your coffee-dependent host, Brooke. Let's dive in. Okay, so the first thing I want to do today is recap the last week. Specifically, I want to talk about posting this podcast, any type of reviews I've gotten so far, and everything in between. And as a therapist, I really value, vulnerability, and also honesty. So I'm going to just put it out there. I have not done a lot of advertising for this podcast. I am terrified of the critiques I'm going to get and the questions people might ask. I pride myself, if that's even the right way to phrase this, as being an open book um i was actually talking about this with a coworker last week how i will answer your questions you want to know something about me great here you go however i typically will sit on the sidelines and just kind of observe how you are before i really dive in deep because my open book really has a variety of Uh, because I can't think of a better word or even, I guess, short-term phrase to use, I'm going to call my open book tendencies a spectrum. Um, So really, they can gauge anywhere from superficial to, oh my gosh, let me tell you about my deep, darkest fantasies in the bedroom. And it's it's a waiting game or a guessing game to see how people are going to react to that. So, yeah, I sit on the sideline. I try to wait and observe how a new person or the people in the group react to each other, try to see if I can gauge their comfort levels before really diving in. But I digress. As much as I want to be vulnerable with this podcast, like I said, I have not done a whole lot of advertising for it. I've shared it with my husband, my brother-in-law, and I think that's actually it. Um Just to kind of get their feedback and see what they think. My husband is just this super supportive person. So I think I could make a podcast of me pretending to be an opera singer, and he would tell me how proud he was of me and how much he loved it. Uh, My brother-in-law has yet to respond, so there's honestly a chance that he hasn't even seen the link that I sent him. I might have to reach out personally. But here we are. We are making episode two. Maybe by the time I get a few more episodes banged, I'll feel more comfortable to really share. If you are listening to this now, you have either stumbled upon it in Spotify Podcast or Apple Podcasts, which are currently the only two that I am broadcasting, or I actually sent you the link. Either way, thank you again for stopping in and yeah. That's that's really that's it. And I guess I'd also like to add that it's not that I'm regretting making this podcast or worried about the reaction that will come from it. It's more I am just sensitive to the criticism about projects that I'm really passionate about. I am a people pleaser at heart. And that is something that I have to work through in my own therapy. You know, boundaries are a big thing in my life. And, and they're also really hard. And you have to set boundaries, not only with people, but you have to set them with yourself. And I guess I'm not 100% sure where that ties in with my fear of criticism or my discomfort with criticism but i guess i maybe i'm just not there yet in really branching out with the vulnerability i worry that i have a lot of friends who aren't moms um or parents yet i have you know I, as a millennial we're kind of back in that generation time of people are getting married a little later rather than in their mid 20s or right out of college so i'm kind of ahead of the game on my core group of friends with well, i'm married i already have a kid we are hopefully going to start looking into looking into uh we are planning for baby number 2 so then i start to wonder the target audience that I want this to hit is open and, you know, I'm calling the podcast Mama Therapy. So if I'm sending this out to my friends in hopes, you know, to get their feedback, will they be able to relate to the podcast overall? And hopefully yes, because I don't want this to become just one big open journal of my life as a mom. I w- really will plan to n- include things like, you know, working as a professional, uh being a therapist, being a millennial, sharing tidbits of my life as a mom and also as a wife. So I guess at the end of the day, I, I really do hope that this is able to reach a lot of different people. Um, but when I come back to why haven't I shared this with my friends yet, it's, I'm still in that limbo of, uh, are they really going to care? Because I called it mama therapy. And that's a big chunk of my life right now that many of my friends just can't relate to. And that's nothing against them. Um, my friends have been great when it comes to listening to me talk about, the struggles of being a mom and the loss of my identity and trying to find it again. And they've been pretty patient with me as well as I'm trying to reenter my social life, which brings us into, you know, I mentioned that I wanted to talk about how do you keep the fire going in your relationships? And that isn't just your romantic relationships. You have to feed your social relationships, your family relationships, your work relationships, that it gets really hard to do when you are in a different phase of life or you are trying to navigate mom, wife, and every other identity that you have. And for me, the one way that I have been able to feed the fires of my friendships specifically has really been through texting. And as much as I hate it, I hate that my friendships are all through my phone. It's what works for me right now because honestly, by the end of the day, I am just so drained and the idea of trying to get made up or anyway put together to go out and socialize when my battery is maybe if I'm lucky at like a five percent that just doesn't sound appealing to me at all so I keep up my text messages as best as I can. I know we all get busy and so those messages sometimes go unread or they go red and then we get distracted and, you know, life. But having a communication and being open and honest with your friendships when you are navigating any new phase of your life is one way that you keep your presence going And having that vulnerability to even say, hey, I know I'm really not around lately and I miss you and I still love you and I still think about you all the time. I really do want to get together and hopefully we can make that work. I have two friend groups that we do that whole song and dance of, yeah, let's get together. It's been so long. And then we never do. And it's not that we don't want to get together. I think we just get so busy and caught up in other things that we forget to actually set a date. I am a person who in my, in my perception of the world, I make decisions all of the time. So that is the last thing I want to do. I hate planning at this point. I don't want to plan anymore. I don't want to decide where we're going or what we're going to do. However, if someone were to give me options like, hey, how about we go to dinner or let's go and just grab coffee. Great. Okay. So we have the idea down. Now give me some ideas of places we want to go and I can choose from those things. When uh, one thing that I, one of my friend groups and I do, we agree on a day. But I think all of us in this group are in that same boat of none of us want to make any more decisions. And so it just kind of flops right there. Of, yeah, it sounds great. Let's get together. We'll get do- together during the daytime. We can either do a morning something before nap or after nap. And then we just forget to come back and nail down the specific details. And then my other group of core friends that We do kind of the same thing where we'll say we want to get together. We usually get a little bit further than my other friends. Um, We will have a date down and maybe even an idea of what we want to do. Our problem is with all of us, something always comes up with somebody. And then we just kind of like, "Eh, okay, we'll reschedule. And whether or not we reschedule is, you know, that's probably our biggest problem, but all of us at least have one niche that we really like together, so we know that we're going to do coffee, and maybe we're going to read some tarot cards, or we're just going to get together and do some witchy activity, and then we come up with the day. All right, so we have the day done. We know what we're going to do. Now the next plan is... Is we just have to figure out where we're going to do this. And ideas start flowing. You know, we're naming out different places we can go. I'm Googling them all. Looking at the menus. Looking at their, their specials or things close around in the area. If we want to move and do something different. And place my vote. And then we have to sit and wait. <laughs> because it's like all of us have given our opinions on what we think about the options, but no official decision has been made. (laughs) So we'll see what happens with that one. I do have two weekends, like a day in each weekend, like for the next few weekends, where there is some vague plan set up, and we will see if all of us can get our stuff together and make it come to be. So then, you know, we're going to transition to how do you keep things going in your romantic relationships or any type of love, physical intimacy, et cetera, relationship after a new phase <clears throat> of life. And it, again, I, I don't think I can emphasize this enough. It is communication. It is sitting down and saying, hey, this is how I am feeling. This is what I am needing. And this is how I think we can go about doing this and then giving your partner or the other person the opportunity to process it, first of all. Because if you sit there and demand they respond immediately, it's, I promise, it's going to blow up in your face. But then for them to give their opinion or give their own feedback. My husband and I, what we've been doing lately is You know, if we bring up a problem that we need to talk about, we're making sure that we also have, even if it's a really vague solution or something that we want to try to make it better. And we often get stuck in our solution phase because we both have so many ideas of different ways we can take something or... Different ideas of how we are going to put that solution into action, and then it becomes you know trial and error, and most of the time our initial attempt blows up in our faces and we end up uh on the floor just laughing hysterically. I would say our sense of humor is probably the center part of our relationship as long as we are laughing together at the end of the day, we know everything is okay. Um, If either of us or both of us, probably more frequently it is, if one of us is going to bed at the end of the day and we have not laughed, we know something is wrong, either personally or within our relationship as a couple. And we are working on taking more time to nurture that, so he... Is off on Mondays and I work from home on Mondays so we make sure that we are spending time together on Monday even if it is us just in the living room together watching a show while I'm also working or taking a lunch break together we're just really trying to make sure we have more quality time we did push our son's bedtime back another hour so we do get a little more quality family time with the three of us and we do know that means sacrificing some of our alone parent time Uh, mostly because I like to be in bed by 8 30 I am just I'm always tired all the time and I really like my sleep and I do like my downtime where I'm reading a book or I'm scrolling through tiktok or maybe I'm watching a movie or a tv show that I know I like and he doesn't like but lately, since we now pushed our son's bedtime back to like between 8 and 8.30, we might have time afterwards to watch a TV show together or we're just kind of hanging out or we look at each other and say, nope, we're both done for the day and and just go to bed. Um, either way, we make sure that we're communicating that together. I think in the top of my mind, it's have I laughed today? If not, I need to spend more time with my husband because he is the one person who knows how to make me laugh, how to bring me out of any of my dark days or my anxiety days and really help me get grounded again. We also try to find a way to connect together in the mornings as well. And when I am, you know, in the office It makes it really hard because I get up and I immediately have to start getting ready for work. He's getting our son ready to go to daycare. So we don't get a ton of time, if any, to spend together in the mornings during the work week. And I joke that my love language is coffee. (laughs) And so he has become a master of our coffee maker And he always makes my coffee in the morning or right now I'm in a really big iced coffee kick. He makes sure to make enough of our typical brewed coffee that I can put into mason jars to chill in the fridge. And then I have that for the next day. Um, But that is our way to make sure that we're connecting in the morning. He makes my coffee. I give him a kiss and a smile. A thank you. And that's just one simple way that we're checking in with each other, or at least like having our special moment, our special thing that we do every day. And typically while I am getting ready for the day, he's getting some more quality time with our son. They have a snack together in the morning. They watch a TV show or are reading books or playing a game or just being silly. And I enjoy getting to listen or even watch that um, from the sideline because I just really love, it warms my heart so much to see the relationship that my husband and my son have together. They really are best buddies and it's just the sweetest thing. So we both have our own little routines in the morning. We try to mesh them together when we can. If we can't, it's totally fine. Um, in those mornings where we know we're going to have no interaction with each other whatsoever, I think those are also the mornings where, or the days that we are more intentional with checking in after bedtime. Our ability to reconnect after bedtime also heavily depends on how bedtime went too. Our son is going through either a growth spurt or some serious separation anxiety right now. Um, on top of that, he is also teething. And it's like, he's got four of his four teeth coming in. And I think at least three of them are premolars. and this poor kid is just not having the best time. So here we go. We're trying to get him to go to bed and he's just not having it. He refuses to be alone. He screams for us one night. He even got himself so worked up that he made himself sick and it's, been really hard when we have nights like this it means we don't get to have quality time together as a couple because more often than not in these instances we can't just soothe him to a point of where he's comfortable enough to go back to sleep in his crib by himself it ends up meaning one of us is going to be sleeping with him that night and more often it is my husband there's something about I don't know if it's just sleeping in bed with me or what, but our son will not sleep in bed with me if he is just waking up in the middle of the night and needs a little reassurance that, you know, he's safe, mommy and daddy are still here, then I can rock with him no problem. And I've rocked with him for anywhere from a half hour to an hour and put him back to his crib and he goes straight to bed. But in those days where he is inconsolable, I am the last person he wants. And that does break my mama heart. But at the same time, like, it gives reassurance too, because that's showing me that the bond he has with his dad is also really strong, that his dad is comforting, his dad is safe for him. And I don't know that a lot of fathers get that opportunity. Um, I heard it a lot while I was pregnant. I've heard it multiple times from uh, family members or even friends who have had kids that it's always mama. And I cannot do that because of my own um, anxiety. I cannot be mama all the time when he has his days that he is just clinging to me nonstop. He wants no one else and nothing else will help calm him down. Those are so draining to me and my anxiety goes through the roof. It almost feels like my postpartum anxiety and depression comes back if it ever really left and postpartum hit me really hard. So then I go into the spiral of oh my god I'm going to start dissociating again because that's what happened when I was really in the thick of it and I don't have the time I can't do that I can't be like this again it makes me question do we really want to have another kid because I don't know that I can do this again so I guess there's almost like a lucky part to where those nights where he is inconsolable and he does want his dad as much as it sucks. And I do feel bad that my husband isn't going to get the best sleep. Um, it is one of those ways that we are also protecting my mental health and avoiding me hitting another like deep spiral into this like dark phase postpartum. And because of the spike in my anxiety since having my son, these other things have really popped up for me of wondering, do I have ADHD? So this has been a fun little game that I've had to play with myself for almost the last two years. Um, Anytime I'm feeling anxious or I'm really struggling with motivation or I cannot focus for the life of me, I have to... take a complete break and breathe and refocus and ask myself, what is going on? Am I feeling anxious? Am I feeling tired? Am I bored and not interested or invested in the project that I'm working on? And chances are, it is a combination of all of those things which means I need to take a break of some kind. Sometimes the break is getting up and walking around. Sometimes it is completely pivoting to a different task. Or my favorite is it's time to take a nap. And being able to have patience with myself in doing whatever it is that I need in that time is another part that's been really hard for me in this journey um in my new season of life because self-care has changed um where i used to really not care how other people perceived me when i took time for myself or did what i needed when i When I needed it, um, like I said, you know, boundaries are so important and are a big part of my life as a functioning human being. After I had my son, taking time for myself seemed like a luxury that I needed to just say goodbye to because someone always needed me or something always needed to be done. And if it didn't get done, then that meant I was... A bad friend or a bad therapist or a bad mom or a bad wife and I'm still working through that you know that is complete bullshit and you know they call it mom guilt but I don't know that that is any anything special to being a mom as much as it's just a part of our lives lately in the world um But reminding myself that it is okay to take a break and one thing I've done to make it something special for me is making sure I'm taking 5-10 minutes on a really good day every hour or every couple hours to do something that's just for me. And lately it has been walking. I am not an exercise person. I hate it with a passion. Um, the big joke is I am not about exercise, but I am all about extra fries. Um, it's so cliche and I'm sure I am not the only person who says that, but walking has been cathartic in a way for me. Um, I sometimes plug in my AirPods and just walk to music or I walk to a podcast or an audiobook or to nothing. um, And I just kind of walk and let my brain wander, which is another part of my anxiety or ADHD. Who even knows at this point? I need my brain to be given time to not have to think about anything. It's processing information 24-7 that when I start feeling that boredom or that overstimulation, it's... It's time for me to take a break and it needs to just wander on its own. And if you are still listening to wrap it up, I would say the big takeaways from today's episode is to always check in with yourself and your needs and how you can meet your needs realistically, how you can meet your needs with your friends, with your family, with your partners, things that are realistic, and making adjustments in your day to day as you need to, and be gentle with yourself and figure out what that love language for you is. If it is coffee, make sure you're having your coffee every day. If it is listening to a podcast that you really enjoy, make sure you're listening to that podcast every day or every week, or reading that book, or jamming out to your favorite playlist, going to the gym, making your favorite foods. You need to make sure you're doing Things that feel right and natural for you because the more you fight against it, the more anxiety, sadness, confusion, loss of passion is going to seep into your life. And once that happens, it's only a matter of time before it starts seeping into relationships and your career performance, your ability to parent, your ability to even care for yourself. And that's just not good. So whatever it is, make sure you take time for yourself and take time for your friendships, take time for your partners, for your family members, and be gentle with you. Be gentle, be genuine, be authentic. And until next time, thank you for coming by, y'all. Have a great week.